Hey there, busy teachers. I'm Jodie and I'm obsessed with all things teacher related. With over a decade of teaching and leadership experience, I'm here alongside some incredible voices of the teaching profession to share some wisdom and tips with you. As teachers, we love to teach, but we live to learn. And so this is the time for you to sit back, relax and absorb some magical teachings that will help lift and inspire you. This is the Busy Teachers Club podcast. and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So can we get a minute this week for trainee teachers? Now, if you're part of the Teachergram community, then you will definitely know who the lovely Tara is because she plays a great role with helping to support teachers by sharing useful content and collaborating with others, particularly trainees. So I was thrilled when Tara said she'd be on the show to talk about all things trainee teacher related. She completed her PGC at Cambridge University two years ago and now works in a small rural primary school teaching year five and has collaborated with many trainees on Instagram and beyond. So welcome to the show, Tara. Hello, thank you. What a lovely introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's just dive straight in, shall we? So let's start with your own experience then as a trainee teacher. So how did you find the whole process? And then maybe if you could outline a highlight as a maybe positive moment and maybe a moment that wasn't so positive. Okay, so my teacher training year was during 2020 so obviously didn't quite go to plan due to covid obviously so um yeah it was all going really well i was absolutely loving it obviously up until kind of march time when we obviously went into lockdown um and then yeah i was obviously told i couldn't do my final placement which is obviously like the last one the big one where you teach so much more and you learn so much more um so yeah kind of was quite a sad way to kind of finish because then the rest of my course ended up being um working from home obviously um I wasn't allowed on the placement at all um so it was all just kind of little assignments little tasks that we had to do at home um so it was a very strange teacher training experience to be honest Um, But I did absolutely love it. Um, Like you said, I did it at Cambridge and everyone there is just so lovely and so inspiring. Um, So just, yeah, everything about it, I absolutely loved. Um, So I think a highlight, though, for me was my um, second placement school, which is the school um, I then got my job in where I work now. Um, just because they were yeah they were so nice so lovely Um, I adored my class I had Um, I was really scared to go into year five um, because that was a class I had on placement as well as what I teach now Um, I just thought I'm never going to know enough it's going to be really scary Um, but the class yeah were just brilliant and my mentor was great Um, so yeah that placement was a definite highlight and obviously at the time I didn't even know it would be like my last placement as well so it kind of made it even more special kind of after I'd left um and then I'd say kind of the negative was obviously lockdown um (laughs) that obviously kind of ruined it for me a little bit um just yeah missing out on that final placement was really rubbish because when I finished my the second placement I hadn't actually taught like a full day by myself um so to then kind of miss out on that last placement where I should have ended up you know teaching basically full time by the end of it to then go from that 
to September when I started my job, suddenly having to teach all the time um, was crazy. So, yeah, that was a real kind of negative, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it sounds like you dealt with it with, um, you know, resilience and grace. Like, I mean, I, I'm 11 years into my teaching career and when lockdown hit, I felt like a fish out of water so my hat absolutely comes off to anybody who was training during that turbulent time like what a nightmare yeah so (laughs) you feel just kind of like unpicking that a little bit further because I bet there'll be loads of people listening that are in the same position as you Mm. um do you feel like not having access to that last placement massively affected the way that you went into September yeah to be honest definitely because obviously like I say that final placement you we're obviously going to learn so much more and I hadn't like you know taught a full day even let alone a full week or month or anything yeah. so yeah it did make me then feel quite unprepared because obviously the university gave us um tasks to do in lockdown that were obviously meant to be meant to replicate what you would do on that final placement but nothing can compare to obviously being in the classroom and actually teaching um yeah. so I kind of had more of an understanding of planning um which was useful but the actual yeah kind of actually teaching side of things um was quite daunting then going into September to be honest and how did you cope with that was it just a kind of like dive in and you've just got to get on with it type of situation or did you have any yeah (laughs) it was to be honest there was no other way yeah to go about it because obviously I did I just had to suddenly be the teacher um yeah. yeah you couldn't get around it um I had great support though from my school um and everyone and kind of over the summer um I just had a million and one questions for my head teacher and my mentor so they were great they just answered everything like even like the really silly minor things I just ended up thinking oh but I don't even know this I don't know how to do these things because I haven't done them yet um but yeah having that support was then really useful Amazing. Well, I'm really glad that you had that. Um, so would you, what what kind of organisation tips would you give to trainee teachers then in a normal circumstance? If we take you back to your first placement and yeah, kind of, you know, yeah. before things went a bit weird, um, what organisation tips have you got then for trainee teachers? Because it is a bit of a kind of information overload time, isn't it? And so oh, organisation yeah. is your friend. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I think to-do lists, lists will save your life. Um, yeah. <laughs> I still use them day to day, obviously. Um, but I always kind of use them as a bit of a motivator as well. Like sometimes it's a bit daunting thinking, oh, I've got all these things to do, but I try to like break mine down and prioritise it a little bit. Um, just yeah. so it doesn't seem as daunting you think okay well I've got these things to do they're my priority for you know the next half an hour um, and then I'll focus on these things later um, so yeah kind of breaking your to-do list up a bit um, always helps me um, I also on my placements had days of the week folders um, so yeah. I found because obviously you're not you have it's not your classroom I didn't obviously you know have kind of my spot where I could keep all of my things so you end up just obviously taking everything around in your bag in your folders so yeah I had one kind of for every day of the week so then all of my printing and my planning and any notes went into the days of the week just to keep me a bit more organized and I know what I needed to print and when I got to my lesson I knew what 
what day I was on and where I could find everything. Um, so definitely that. And like now I have that as drawers in my classroom. So I still do yeah. it now, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, that's a great idea. I really like that idea just to kind of, and as well, it kind of helps to reduce the overwhelm because you're only yeah. focusing on that one day it helps to keep you present, which is so key in this profession. Because if you think even kind of like a day, let alone a week or a month in advance, then it's enough to send you over the yeah. edge. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You've just got to live in the moment a little bit sometimes, haven't you? The trainee teacher programs that are available all include some kind of hands-on experience. So if you were a trainee about to enter a placement, so again, taking you back to that wonderful time where placements were a thing for you, um, <laughs> you know, to a school that has tricky behavior or doesn't necessarily have a strong trainee support program. So you talked mm. about how useful that was in, in your on your journey there. Um, yeah. What if you don't have that? Like what tips or what kind of, um, how can people help themselves in that situation, do you think? Yeah, um, so I think seeking advice from others is so key. So um, if maybe yeah, you haven't got the support within your school, then perhaps um, seek advice from your kind of university or whoever, what provider you're doing your training with, because um, you should have like some kind of tutor or someone who's kind of from the from the course um so yeah perhaps kind of going to them and seeing what ideas they've got and what they can suggest you you do to have that extra piece of support um but also I think teacher Instagram I'm probably biased but I just think <laughs> there's so many people on there that are just so lovely and so helpful and are just you know they've been through it and they're happy mm. to help you because they they just get it um so yeah definitely you know asking someone or even putting it on your story you know has anyone got any advice um yeah. I always find you know whenever you do that everyone messages like oh yeah because everyone's just so kind on there um, yeah and also I know um good morning Miss Foster lovely Jen she's got so much advice um in terms of like tricky behavior um and trying to sort of unpick that so she's like my go-to um for any sort of behavior issues that I ever come across yeah, yeah definitely. She's my go-to as well. absolutely <laughs> I feel like I find so many hidden gems and things that I wouldn't necessarily try in my own classroom on Instagram like it's a really good space mm. isn't it like a really good platform to um for people to just willingly share their stuff you know like it's yeah. not yeah it's a really good um a really good resource for sure um okay so what traits do you think you need to have or develop if you want to train to be a teacher in today's climate so <laughs> obviously with everything that's going on in the world it is a little bit of a different game at the minute um what kind of skills or traits personality traits or characteristics do you think you kind of need at the moment um I think you really need to sort of learn how to be flexible. Um, yes. I think at the moment we're sort of pulled from pillar to post. One minute we're told to do this, the next minute it changes and then we're doing something else. Mm. Um, yeah, just being sort of adaptable and flexible because things are changing constantly. You never really know what's going to happen next. Um, yes, yeah, so that's definitely key. And then kind of linking with that, I'd say being resilient um, and just sort of taking it on board and kind of, thinking okay that's the change that's what I've got to deal with now and yeah just kind of understanding that um 
that's kind of the way of the job at the moment um there's so many different things to think about at once so yeah having the resilience just being able to take it all on board um and not kind of get too overwhelmed with it all I know it's so hard I've definitely been overwhelmed myself but yeah, yeah me too I'm just trying to think about like how you would do that so because mm, change is hard it's the definitely. only constant thing in life but it is very very difficult to process and manage especially in the face of such uncertainty and and things that are going on at the minute so I mean I was just thinking then about what I've done to kind of help with my uh, resilience and it's leaning on others if I'm honest oh, yes yeah. yeah like I feel like what's really good about my department in school is that we never all going through the same feeling of overwhelm at the same time so we're yeah. all able to kind of like hold each other up at various points that's so um, true yeah which is really useful and again Instagram you know there's always support mm. there um but yeah resilient we, we've got no choice it's kind of a it's kind of a do or die situation isn't it, it is. kind of have, to, have to just get on with it and as well just remembering why you're doing it you know we're doing it for the children we're offering a provision a safety like you know um we're teaching them but we're also really supporting them at that time so I think bringing it back to why we're doing it in the first place that moral purpose that drive like I think really helps me in in those difficult days yeah definitely yeah that gets you through doesn't it thinking about those children that you teach yeah this is why I'm here this is why we've got to do it yeah absolutely so I know you've done a lot of collaboration work um, with other trainees so can you talk me through a little bit of um, that collaboration work or maybe like what you've learned from it yeah so um, I kind of started doing sort of trainee stuff when I was a trainee because I felt like there were so many others in the same position as me so um there was a few of us that created kind of a trainee teacher's guide um a lot of us were like I say trainees at the time just to help others in the same position so that we all sort of knew that we were in the same boat and um kind of yeah like you say leaning on one another to support one another um and then I ended up creating like some videos during lockdown um to try and help trainees that were then applying for like the next year going through that side of the process mm -hmm. um just because obviously I'd so recently been through it I felt like I could maybe sort of say what I did that went well and maybe what I thought I could work on you know if I was to do it again um yeah. and then yeah since then um we've started some teachergram kind of group chats on um on Instagram so I lead the trainee um, group chats so there's now eight of them which is mad because I think each group's got like 30 people in um, oh, and yeah it's insane how many there are um, so yeah so then it's just a kind of a chat where the trainees kind of come together and discuss things they're going through and ask each other questions and then I'm kind of there um, to help if they need anything from me as well as someone who's recently been through it all as well yeah. um, and are there yeah. any common threads that co that come through those conversations are there any kind of sticking points that seem to be the case for for most or all I think a lot of it at the moment is just sort of people feeling nervous and sort of overwhelmed by things I think they're kind of getting to the stage where they're either like starting a new placement or um, there's kind of changes in like going to a new year group things like that so um yeah, at the moment, it does seem to be people saying, oh, has anyone ever been in sort of year three? Does anyone know what it's like? Um, 
yeah things like that I think it is sort of those initial nerves when you're just unsure you don't know what to expect at the start of things yeah definitely and you mentioned kind of the other side of things like the kind of applying for your first teaching job um, mm-hmm. w- would you have any advice for trainee teachers that are kind of throwing their hat in the ring at the minute for their first position I think just kind of go for it I know I know some people are often hesitant because it's a bit of a process applying um, and yeah. going through the motions but yeah just to like go for it be yourself um, and then you know apply because I think you have like three maybe four options um so yeah just kind of get an idea of where you want to go and what kind of course you want to do um because there's kind of different variations now of what kind of course to do um yeah I think just go for it as well <laughs> yeah I think in terms of the the kind of like once you're in the flow of the of the training year when you're thinking about applying for your first like teaching job I think mm-hmm. it's always useful as well to remember that it's a two-way process you know yes. you're going through that interview process and yes you want them to see you for the best version of you that exists and the the teacher that can contribute to their school but also you know you're also sussing out whether that's the place you want to be that's the place you want to grow and thrive and so you know not being scared to walk away if, if it's not for you you know yeah. like not kind of yeah just kind of thinking that you have to take a position if a job is offered you know it is a two-way process would you Definitely. would you have anything to that yeah and also I think like on the flip side of that if um if there's somewhere that you you know you really really like then obviously you know try and put a lot of effort into that specific application and make it really personalized to that school because otherwise you kind of if you're applying for lots of schools at the same time then sometimes your application becomes quite sort of generic and it could go to any of those schools so yeah Yeah. definitely like personalizing it and showing why you specifically want to go to that school as well 100% I mean I'm head of department now so I have got um, a pretty big role to play in terms of um, appointing people so I'm always interviews and it is if you if you're receiving kind of 20 to 30 applications and you've got to Mm. sift through and make a shortlist you know it is really hard to maintain interest if they are all super generic and it is the ones that have that kind of spark of personality or you know that's not just you know yeah at the weekends are like do you know what I mean like I like my friends like it's all those kinds of generic comments in the about you section just try to add a splash of personality whilst also maintaining that professionalism so striking that balance and also making it really specific because then it feels like they're talking to me rather than just kind of any old person you know they've done a bit of research into the school they seem enthusiastic about it um, Mm -hmm. and they've got all of these qualities so just kind of yeah be really specific there Okay, then final question. Um, what would be your top three tips for trainees about to start their next placement? Uh, okay, so first one, I would say get to know the children really well before you start teaching, because I think generally you've got sort of a little bit of time before you actually teach a lesson where you're obviously observing uh, your mentor. So yeah really use that time to make those like initial relationships with the children um because I think once they know you a bit better and you know them it's going to make teaching a lot easier for you you'll feel a lot more comfortable um and they'll feel comfortable kind of with you teaching them as well um another one I would say 
is observe as much as you can go and you know watch other teachers teach um that's something I feel like I've really unfortunately missed out on due to covid and kind of yeah. not being able to mix bubbles and all things like that um so yeah like if you know if the opportunity is there then definitely take it because you just you learn so much from other teachers um mm. and even if it's sort of things like oh you know I really like that idea I'm going to put that in my next lesson or even if it's well I'm not sure how that I don't really like how they've done that then you learn that you're not going to do it like that then it yeah. might be yeah. other ways you know um so yeah, definitely that. And third one is to really just enjoy it and kind of remember the positives. Sometimes it can be really tough and sometimes it feels like, you know, there's negatives because you're always trying to improve, obviously, but definitely take the positives from it and yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I have this thing in my planner where it encourages me to acknowledge a rosy glow moment of the week because it's oh. so hard to, to remember those positive points if you don't write them down, you know. So it's like, yeah. don't focus on just what's what's gone wrong or what the areas for development that have been pointed out to you. You try not to dwell in that, you know, right. end week or end each day with, with a positive that's happened because there definitely will be some. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. Thank you so much for joining me um, and talking to us all about everything trainee teacher related. And if you uh, if people want to join one of your um, trainee teacher groups, is that possible? Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Just message me. Yeah, of course. Amazing. For more information on today's topic, head over to Instagram at Busy Teachers Club and look out for today's podcast post to join the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts. The content of this podcast links perfectly with this month's Busy Teachers Club membership. For more support with your professional development, classroom resources and teacher well-being, head over to busyteachersclub.co.uk to learn more about our monthly subscription, which provides an abundance of timely support, resources and inspiration directly to your inbox every month. This will help you to continue to learn and grow as a teacher without having to do all of the research and planning yourself. What a time saver. With key monthly foci, including closing the gap, curriculum, teaching and learning, leadership and more. And with every month, including book recommendations and resources to help you to continue to diversify your curriculum. This really is a goldmine of value for $4.99 a month. That's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember, busy teachers, no matter how tough it feels, there is always light because the light is you.